Hey loves, I'm Sarah. I'm 20. I'm a queer fangirl who spends too much time on the internet. I'm Robert. I'm not quite 50. And I don't spend as much time on the internet, but I have seen way too many movies and TV shows. And this is 50v20. The podcast where we take a look at queer representation in media. One ship at a time. Okay. 90s. Ask me something about Patrick Swayze. You know of Swayze? Sorry about the disruption, folks, but I always do the last dance of the season. This year, somebody told me not to. So I'm going to do my kind of dancing with a great partner who's not only a terrific dancer, somebody who taught me that there are people out there willing to stand up for other people no matter what it costs them. Somebody who's taught me about the kind of person I want to be. Miss Francis Houseman. Oh, your majesty. The crowns of Fillory are yours. Hey, we're back. And we're talking about... Quelliot. Quelliot from The Magicians. As we already talked, we didn't get into too many specifics last no, episode. No, we didn't. It was more about the show in general. We just wanted to talk about fandom stuff for a second. And yeah. likes and dislikes. And... and it's useful, a useful thing if we haven't established yet a baseline as to how we experience TV and the world differently. Yeah. We experience things differently. Because yes. we're different people. And right, you were is... born in the 50s. <laughs> I was not born in the 50s. <laughs> I was born in the 70s. I was born in 2002. You were born in the aughts. Because you're odd. The odds? Aughts. Aughts. Is that what it's called? Well, most people nowadays call them the 2000s because they don't want to be old-timey, but or I'm old-timey O's, enough that O's, I like the aughts because it's a better name for it. Yeah, I was born in 2002. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> What's your moon sign? Scorpio. And I'm a rising Capricorn. I couldn't remember what else there was <laughs> in astrology. And you're an Aquarius, which honestly, he doesn't believe in astrology, but it's fine. Um... Honestly, checks out because Sagittarius are chaotic and fandom loving and all of this stuff. And Aquarius are just like very thoughtful and analytical. So I'm Aquarius Capricorn Pisces. You're a Cap rising? No, you're Cap Moon. Cap Moon Pisces rising. Pisces rising. Oh, so you are emotional. I don't. Uh, yeah, people. I bu- I don't really buy into it, but I still have the CoStar app just because. And also, you're in a family full of people right. who really like astrology. So it can, yeah. Which you know, as I said, connect to the people you're you find. It's, if you can't find the people you connect to, <laughs> it's fun. It's just fun. Right. So, anyway, Quelliot. We're Quelliot. just keep getting um, distracted. All yeah, we, we need to get into specifics, <gasps> I think. We did watch episodes this week. We watched... We watched a lot nine, of episodes. Eight? We watched eight episodes. It was fun. It was great. Uh, we started with the first few. We watched the first so, three. First three in a row. Unauthorized Magic, The Source of Magic, and Consequences of Advanced Spellcasting. Yeah. Um, you, of course, did not take notes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think that's your job, no? <laughs> What's funny is we only watched these a week ago, and I'm like... No, wait, but I, I actually I remember. I this dialogue here. I remember what they were about, so... No, I know what they were about. No, like the Quelliant specific... moment. 
Oh, okay. So in the first episode, Elliot is the one to welcome him. Yeah. Quentin Coldwater? Uh Uh-huh. I'm Elliot. You're late. Follow me. Um, okay. Um, hey, did... Where am I? Upstate New York. Upstate, but I wish just... Hey. Okay, what, what is this place? Break Bills University. You've been offered a preliminary exam for entry into the graduate program. Am I hallucinating? If you were, how would asking me help? And lead him inside and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there wasn't like that much going on between them. But the fandom does like to think that he was, like, trying what, to, like... If I put this exchange, I didn't say who was talking. The first one's identifies herself, so it's Margot. But if I wrote this down for what I think it was, when Margot meets him, she says, Hi, I'm Margot. And then someone says, This is him? Oh, uh-huh. And I get... Is that Elliot? Or is this still her? I don't know why I put the quote mark where I did. And then she says, He's not that cute. Oh, <laughs> or, He's yeah. not that cute. <laughs> I'm Margot. This is him. Hmm. He's not that cute. And which means he he was talking about him yeah. being cute. <laughs> which, yeah, which means Elliot had already said something. Margo's, or Margo was just picking up on it. Right. Well, everyone thinks that Elliot's like body language when they first meet is oh, totally yeah. Elliot trying to like flirt mm-hmm. a little bit, <laughs> which is very much. Elliot, which doesn't necessarily get into like, oh my god, love at first sight territory yet because it's kind of just who Elliot is. Right. But, you know, it's cute. I saw someone's breakdown of Elliot and Margot as characters and they said Elliot is very it was something like he's very upfront with his sexuality. Like he'll come on to anyone, flirt with anyone. Yeah. But then he's picky about what he does, like who he actually cares about. Margot is the opposite. She takes her time to figure out if she's into you. Right. And then goes all in. Right. Yeah, and which is so, kind of why they, they work as, as like friends, a little yeah. duo. Yeah. Well, more than friends, because they seem to hook up with each other. And they still, don't have someone else around. Still so, yeah. friends. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. They know, who, like, they know what their relationship is. Right. They know who they are. Right. They're not, like, getting together. Their, their problems are... Actually, I'm not even sure what Margot's problems are. Her guy at her wedding got killed in front of her, so that's kind of not good. <laughs> That's later, though. I mean, at, uh, at the top of the show, I was we were saying they're all kind of damaged in some way, but I'm not sure if Margot necessarily is. But that's good. You need some people that aren't damaged, too. Oh, yeah. Well, at least not outwardly so. Right. I think she is some... There's probably stuff that comes up. I think she's similar to Elliot in the later. sense that, like, she's more guarded. But I think some people, when they're more guarded, like, there's probably, still friendly. There's probably big stuff that, that that comes up in season five when she's doing some of the singing bits out in the when she has to gather the little black sands of the of desert. Yeah. And has to gather thousands of them. I don't know. I assume she's been through something, but I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't remember what it is. It may actually come up, just not in this episode. Yeah. Of course we're not being told Elliot's whatever his he is or what much other than Quentin. No. Well, and Alice. It's very much about Quentin and Alice. And Julia, once she doesn't get into the school. Right. As far as we know, she might have been okay before that. Yeah, Julia's losing her mind. Yeah. He's losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. It's kind of funny, though. Not funny. Not funny that she's losing her mind. I'm sorry. 
I, <laughs> it's very sad. But it's just kind of like ironic how she's like, oh, you need to get rid of these books. Mm. Magic is stupid. And then two minutes later, she's, she's like, the one obsessing about it. Magic. Like, yeah. really pop. <laughs> she's the <laughs> one sad about it. When he's doing okay, he's in there. Of course, yeah. then they're very mean to each other. Yeah, no, they were being awful to each other, which is like part of, the, again, like, why I'm just like, this is so frustrating to watch and like not in a fun way. Yeah, I think that was the only actual real note I had on them from the first episode. Yeah, it was a lot of just establishing. Yeah. And then we get to the next episode, Source of Magic. Episode two, right? Mm-hmm. Where like Quentin and Alice are in trouble, right? Is that that when they do the, the four group? The, so, the four of them get together and do her spell. Yes, and then they're all two. getting in trouble, and then Quentin's like going to get suspended. Well, no, they do their spell. Her and spell. S- they're in trouble. They did it in first episode, right? Because they right. think that's how the beast got there. But no, this is when like they're dealing with the aftermath, and um, Quentin is the one who's going to be expelled from yeah. the four of them, which is unfortunate. Look, I like. I'm not a huge fan of Alice. Which isn't about Quelly yet, but I feel like it's relevant. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's relevant. Because because Qualys is a thing. Um, No, like, I get her. She's been through a lot. I feel bad. Like, I hope she's good. I hope she's thriving. Um, But she, I don't, I don't know how people ship Qualys, and I'm so sorry to the people who do because I just offended all of you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But... I don't know. At least from the episodes that I saw, it really doesn't seem like she gives that much of a shit about him. Like, at all. I think a lot of that is the way the character is played, though. She's not either the actress choice, director's choice, or writing choice. The character does not emote. I mean, she does with anger. Right. But, that, I mean, that that's it. She doesn't have positive emotions is kind of her thing. Right. Because her brother was killed, because of the way she was raised by people who did magic, or... Because everyone thinks she's... Well, she knows she's good at what she does. But, I don't know. There's a lot of something there. Is there a word for, like, that stereotype of a character? Because I don't like them. When they have the, like, angry girl who's been through so much. Well, I think she's a mix of a couple things. There's, like, the girl who's just angry for whatever reason. Eventually you'll get an episode that maybe humanizes them a bit. Yeah. And this character who's, like, the smartest one in the class... But isn't like a show off about it. She'll just like I mean, do she it. She kind of is though. Well, no, when she called upon, is. she does that horse thing with the glass. But she. But then she just goes and sits back down and doesn't talk to wholeheartedly that she is better than everyone. Well, she's right. But like it just. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they were going for that like stereotype trope of a girl who like is just angry and like you know all this stuff and has been through what like everything and but like. They, in my opinion, they don't do enough to make her likable. Okay. Like, I feel bad for what she went through, but she's not likable. That's fair. I would be so pissed off by her if I knew her in real life. I'd be like, you need to just. I think it was, it was interesting. It was interesting watching the first, watching the first three episodes again because I forgot how unlikable Penny was. Yeah. Like, he's just mean and he yells at people for nothing. Yeah. It's like Quentin's thinking too loud. I'm like, what's he supposed to do about that? Whoa, are we actually doing this again? Do you know how to close your mind? Because I will show you right now. I, I thought I was. Elliot gave Seriously, me a... man? Taylor Swift? I am not singing Taylor Swift in my head. Okay. I'll work on it. 
And then he just gets mad at him because he's, what, isn't he thinking of Taylor Swift lyrics? Yes, yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> and, you, like, dude, stop judging everyone. Yeah, I know. If you can read their thoughts, you should be the least judgy person. Yeah, I don't know. I, I th- And it, I think that's relevant to Quelliot because Elliot was really the only person. Well, Margot too, actually. Yeah. But the two of them were really the only people who were, like, genuinely, like, nice to him. Mm, yeah. And, like. Other than some faculty. Right. They're looking out for him because they need him. Yeah, because Alice was just kind of mean and Penny was mean. So, Elliot was actually. Yeah. I I think Penny (laughs) definitely gets nicer and he's very useful and he's funny. And I want to say I acknowledge that Alice has her moments. If you like her as a character, that's totally fair. She's just not my cup of tea. And separate from characterization as a part of the plot, she's her directions and things are very useful and good for story-wise or plot-wise. Totally. No, I don't like them as a couple, I guess. That's fair. Before I got here, I was in the hospital. I have, or I had, I don't know, uh, this thing that I couldn't shake where I felt like because nothing was ever not going to be pointless and empty, then uh, why go on? And then I got here and it's amazing I survived as long as I did, not knowing that I was a magician. I can't go back. So, okay. There's a spell uh, if they question you so they can't read your minds. I'll write it down. It's bulletproof. Thank you. Can you just help me live with myself? Okay, uh, I'm gonna tell you something deep and dark and personal now. Ready? Good. I killed someone. What? I was 14. He was this. He beat me up. So I'm walking on the street eating a candy bar because by then I already ate my feelings at a professional level and I saw him crossing over. <laughs> and there was this bus coming I barely thought the thought bam I knew immediately what I'd done it was me my nose literally started bleeding Logan Kinnear died instantly and I ruined my favorite button down and that is the story of how I discovered I was telekinetic If you're trying to tell me that it gets better... God, no, no, it doesn't. I'm trying to tell you, you are not alone here. Funny little irony, they don't tell you. Magic doesn't come from talent. It comes from pain. Now, in season two, we have... um, Wait, we watched season one? I mean, episode two, sorry. I meant episode two. Oh, wait, what? In season one, episode two. Season one, episode two. I said season instead of episode. (laughs) Where are Um, we? Elliot, this is Elliot, right, who talks, yeah, he's telling him about how he killed someone when he was 14. And he says, he he beat me up, so I'm walking on the street eating a candy bar. By then I already ate my feelings at a professional level. Love it. (laughs) And I saw him crossing over and there was this bus coming. I barely thought the thought, bam, I knew immediately what I'd done, that it was me. My nose literally started bleeding. Logan Kinnear died instantly and I ruined my favorite button down. And that is the story of how I discovered I was telekinetic. And then Quentin replies, if you're trying to tell me that it gets better, 
Oh, God, no. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to tell you, you are not alone here. Funny little irony, they don't tell you magic doesn't come from talent, it comes from pain. So it's, you know, setting up a lot of what the show's going to be about. Yeah. And, you know, I think that moment, like, kind of sums up, like, the the few moments that I like from the show and also why I like Ellie as a character. Because I'm totally fine if a show wants to say, no, it doesn't get better. Like, life is is terrible. Like, life sucks sometimes. Life sucks! And my life sucks in particular. Life sucks! And my life sucks in particular. But, um, but I'm nice. in a way, even though he's being negative, it comes off as comforting. Well, and then he's in the same episode later, he's telling Quentin when Quentin might be expelled. Look, don't go out there and be the old you. And he says, how, Elliot? I go back there and I'm a depressed super nerd. Elliot says, how about I find you? And I, and I don't say magic is real, but I do seduce you and so lift your spirits that life retains its sparkle for decades. <laughs> and Quentin says, yeah, that sounds nice. Thank you. <laughs> That's a great moment. I go back there and I'm I'm a depressed super nerd. How about I find you? And I don't say magic is real, but I do seduce you. And so lift your spirits that life retains its sparkle for decades. Yeah, that sounds nice. Thank you. Okay. So you already have, I mean, it's somewhat in jest, but Elliot in episode two already. No, I mean, you can totally tell, like, right off the bat that Elliot, like... Oh, yeah. But there, they're kind of just saying it. Whether they, like, have feelings for each other yet or whatever, like, Elliot is definitely attracted to him in some way. And I don't think at that point we know Quentin would actually be into a guy, a relationship with a guy, but that he isn't offended or, like, put off by it. Right. Right. Is positive. I do like that. Either way. That, like... Whether or not, whatever his sexuality is, however he feels about it, he's chill about it. Mm -hmm. You know, because some people, like, might get uncomfortable by someone coming on to them like that, which I think is not very Or someone they know, them finding out they've been hiding that they're gay. That happened on Ted Lasso this season. Mm. They tried to play it. There was no way they were going to make that guy homophobic. But he was very angry when he found out. Oh, I remember. But he, it was like a trust issue for him. But it, they played like a whole episode I remember, of him being really mad. I don't watch the like, show, but I saw that scene and I was like, oh no. <laughs> what right. is happening? I'm like, there's no way they're going to play that up that big and have him be homophobic on this show. This yeah. show's very accepting of no, people. No, it was more just like being sad that he didn't know or whatever. And I, I, I think they maybe could have even played that differently. But, you know, th- this, this is a good example. Yeah, it's just like just yeah. being able to casually like express it. Right, and, like, he offered something nice, whether or not it's something you want. Yeah, yeah. So that was nice. That was cute. We love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then episode three. Oh, well, that's um, when they go to get the book. Yeah, Elliot needs. Oh, help. when they go together to Elliot like, needs help finding the book. Why does Elliot ask him like just for funsies? Why does Elliot ask Quentin? Yeah, like he doesn't have to. Because <laughs> he just wants to do something with him. Yeah. And well, Margot says, you and your first year boys, which I have a problem with this line. How old are Margot and Elliot? They're still in the school. Yeah, aren't they second years? Right, because the third years are all dead or gone. Right. So isn't it the beginning of the school year? Quentin just got in. Yeah. How I many first year boys is he? <laughs> That's a goof. Or... or or are Quentin, are Margo and Elliot not even really students? They just live in the physical kid's house anyway. <laughs> They're just because they can. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. To be honest. You and your 
first year boys. What's your obsession with the flavor of the month? Oh, I know. He's a high-strung super nerd. We love those. <laughs> but she, yeah, she says, what is your obsession with the flavor of the month? He says, oh, come on. He's a high-strung super nerd. We love those. We love those. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other uh, cute bit is when they, when they find the book. Because they have its match and the two books go together. <laughs> the two books start having sex. And Elliot says, love wins. Are they? Yep. Love wins. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a good one. That was fun. We like that. Next we watched uh, season one, episode 11. Mm-hmm. Remedial battle magic, which the really only notable Quelliot related thing there is that that's when they yeah, go to bed together. With Margot. We don't really see it happen. We just see the aftermath and we know that Alice knows about it, which is not going to go well right. going forward. And it that is... came from them bottling up their emotions, literally. To be <laughs> fair. Oh, okay. <laughs> to be fair, like they were on, not, what were they? They literally bottled up their emotions. So when they drank them again, when they were done, uh-huh. it would be overwhelming. And so basically they just, whatever emotion they were feeling was heightened. In that moment, they wanted to be together, and Alice was busy. Yeah. So, wasn't that also where um, Margot was like talking to Quentin about Elliot when they were like lying down, and Margot was Maybe. telling Margot was telling Quentin something like, uh, I don't know the exact quote, but something along the lines of like Elliot is more damaged mm. than he comes across as. Like yeah. Elliot's been a lot or been through a lot, etc. And, like, is getting kind of emotional about Elliot. Because I think Elliot and Margot had been having some sort of, like, friendship tiff moment. Maybe. Because weren't they, like... We skipped a bunch of episodes, so... Yeah, it, no, but there was some catch. moment where, like, Elliot and Margot were like, Oh, like, why aren't we friends anymore? Like, do you not love me anymore? Like, so... When they were, like, on the magic. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So they were going through things. Why aren't we friends anymore, Elle? We're best friends. Can we be honest for five seconds? Honestly, I'd rather not. You don't care about me. (laughs) That is stupid. We're going to Fillory to save everything. It'll all be fine, like before, except even better. Now catch up. This is Daddy's third drink. Bambi. Anyway, so Margo was telling Quentin about that, all that, like, emotional stuff, and then they hooked up. So I don't know if there's, like, correlation between that, but... You know, he was... He was talking about Chatwin's torrent. Let's be honest. There's a lot more wrong with Elliot than a broken leg. Yeah, but... The spring didn't just fix Rupert's leg. Heal them. All of them. I mean, partly, because it's like literally, you know, we use it as a metaphor, bottling up your emotions. They're doing it for real. Yeah. When you hide your emotions, when they come out, they might erupt in good or bad ways. Yeah. In this case, it's sort of both. Yeah. And so, yeah, they can't, they can't help but fighting about their relationship or getting into bed together. Yeah, and, and then... Just, you know, they had some stuff 
to work through, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then just a couple episodes later, the season premiere, season two, Night of Crowns, they're, you know, using flowers to find a rainbow bridge. It's all happy and fun. Oh, yeah. That was kind of gay. We like that. <laughs> kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah, season two, episode one, right? That episode was so cute. It had the moment where um, Quentin is there, or they're all giving each other the crowns. Yeah. Right? And it was like Quentin's idea. He's like, we need to do this properly. Mm-hmm. And then he calls him like Elliot the Spectacular or whatever. That yeah. moment's just so cute. Yeah. So I guess we just put them on. No, God, stop. I mean, I just, we should do a, a ceremony. This is only going to happen once. We are becoming kings and queens, so it's important, and we should honor it. So give me that. Neil, Elliot Wall. We should just do it. It's going to be quick. So destiny is—it's bullshit. But you are a high king in your blood. And somehow that makes sense, you know? And I, I just, I, for what it's worth, I think that you are going to be a really good king. Um, so, um, I, I dub thee, um, I don't know, would you say you're like more brave or merciful? I'd say I'm neither. But I still plan to be a spectacular monarch. I hereby dub thee. High King Elliot, the Spectacular. Oh. This feels as natural as underwear. Thank you. And then, was Quentin made Elliot Neil, right? Yeah, because Quentin crowned Elliot first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made him you. And then Elliot or Margot crowns Quentin. Right. And Elliot. why did I put down her whole quote? What was it in here I liked? Oh, she's talking about Quentin as a character. Uh, I can start by saying something cruel yet totally hilarious about you. Let's be real. You're an easy target, which is very Margot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, well, that's because you're honest about what you love and underneath it all, that's inspiring. Oh. Which is nice and positive. Thank you. I could start by saying something cruel, yet totally hilarious about you. Let's be real, you're an easy target. But that's, that's because you're honest about what you love. And underneath it all, that's inspiring. And I'm sorry, too. Not about the sex. I don't even really remember it. Mostly my part in f***ing up something that was good for you. Thanks. I think I could have just find myself. Now that we're ruling a kingdom together, I hope we can be whatever we were again. I guess you'd call that friends. Let's go with that. I hereby crown you King Quentin, the moderately socially maladjusted. And then doesn't Elliot crown Alice? And he's like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's incumbent upon me to promise never again to betray you like I did. 
I really, really am sorry. I have some character defects. I'm working on it. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oops, sorry I <laughs> messed up your relationship. <laughs> uh, let me skip to, he got the, they got the crowns by, he does the monologue from Dirty Dancing to prove he's from Earth. Oh, yeah. Which, yes, in context, that character is very straight, but he's also very gay-friendly. I'm sorry, to be able to quote that movie. Right. I'm like, how do you say that? Knowing that movie that well means either you were a teenager right when it came out, which he was not, and watched it a lot. Like, my sisters, a couple of them could probably quote that pretty well. Uh More than the obvious lines, but yeah, he just knows that. No, the gays love. Yeah, well, it's it, dirty dancing is very gay friendly without being about gay people. It's yeah. you know, go for who you're gonna go for and, and your parents and society. If it's and not also dancing, anybody. so right. that's fun. <laughs> dancing and being supportive of people who need abortions. Yeah, the movie's very uh... amazing. We love. Well, yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of the political <laughs> thing, but I didn't want to call it leftist. It was cause... a bit. Oh, a little bit, uh... Kind of progressive. Oh, yeah, it's progressive. Because it's set in the 50s. Right. In the Catskills or wherever, and very conservative family, and this story's not about that. I had completely forgot that it involved abortion from when I was a kid. Your mom's When I rewatched it for my vlog, I'm like, oh. No, I I mean, I knew someone had needed the doctor, because her father's a doctor. It's a part of the story. But I didn't remember why. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they have the little moment where... Elliot is sad or whatever. It's probably this. I put another line of dialogue. You know, it's considered extremely disrespectful to touch a king without permission. But um, I think you should probably hug me right now. It'll also be okay if you just give my ass like a little squeeze. Oh my god. Hilarious. So, uh, in the books, time doesn't exactly run the same speed on Earth as in Fillory. I mean, look, sometimes it got screwy when Jane and Martin would go back and forth. But not always. It's gonna be fine, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll just live out my days waiting for my friends to return and die alone. It's considered extremely disrespectful to touch a king without permission. But um, I think you should probably hug me right now. Well, this will be okay if you just give my ass like a little squeeze. No, but I love how, like, as soon as he's like, oh, you can give me a hug, like, Quentin, like, doesn't even, there's literally no, hes- no hesitation. No. He's just like, okay, fast. Like, he just and wanted he just to hug him on. in that moment anyway, and now he had permission. So. Yeah. I mean, so he's, yeah. Like, he's like, great. <laughs> yeah. And the only other thing I had from that episode was Elliot doing the, you know, he loves me, he loves me not with one of the flowers. Love me. Let's go. At the end, it was like, 
<laughs> the last one is he loves me. He's like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> After he finishes with the flower. We're going to end the episode there. Because we start to really get into stuff with a life in a day next time. Thank you for listening. 50v20 is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find links to this show and more at lemmingdrops.com. Subscribe to the show and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. Join the Facebook group at Lemming Drops Studio Tour for updates. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 50v20podcast. And send us gifts. And support the show at patreon.com slash lemmingdrops. Bye!